Welcome to the Heart of Life podcast, sponsored by Riverbend Counseling in Colorado Springs. I am Brooke Small. And I am Jesse Steffes. In this podcast, we dive into the heart of life's questions. This is not a substitute for mental health therapy. However, our goal is to make healing accessible for as many as possible. Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about forgiveness, how we forgive, what it means to forgive, and if it's necessary for healing. Here's this week's letter. Dear Heart of Life, several years ago, I was hurt by someone who was supposed to love and protect me. Although I've moved on with my life and have a stable and healthy relationship, at times I still have so much anger towards this person. I know I should forgive them. But when I even think about forgiveness, I seem to get more angry and then mad at myself for feeling that way. I feel like there's something wrong with me that I can't just get over this. I want to be free from this, but I feel stuck. What do I need to do? Hmm. Hmm. You know, in the work that we do, almost all of my clients at some point, and usually early on in the healing process, talk about needing to forgive that they feel like they have to forgive this person for what they did or a group of people for what they've done and I get that Mm -hmm. I have I have felt that before in fact forgiveness was one of those things that I can relate heavily to this yeah I would hear people say you know I I just immediately forgave them or this person did this really terrible thing to me and I knew I had to forgive them and so I did. And it used to make me really angry (laughs) to listen to that. Angry and it made me feel like there was something wrong with me uh, because I just could not get there. I was not there. Yeah. Well, in forgiveness, I, I actually had a conversation with my dad about forgiveness recently and we talked about what the function of the conversation around forgiveness is. Like if it is a situation where there's an active relationship and someone says, I'm, I'm sorry. Are we saying I'm sorry to feel forgiven or are we saying I'm sorry because I'm sorry? Mm-hmm. And really deconstructing this idea that we're offered when we're, I think, pretty young that when you do something, you say you're sorry, the person says they forgive you, and then the whole thing is done. Mm-hmm. And in all reality, in adulthood and in childhood, I think, but... It doesn't happen that cleanly or that mechanically. No, and I think to that point, one of the things that we are taught in childhood in our society and in many religions that that we can grow up in is that the act of forgiveness is the end. Hmm. That's when it's over and we're no longer allowed to feel about what happened to us. Hmm. It's that forgive and forget mentality. So if a child, you know, as a child, if someone takes my toy and then brings it back and says they're sorry, then that's over. I'm not supposed to feel about that anymore. In fact, I'm encouraged to play with that child more. Mm-hmm. And so when we move with those ideas and narratives into adulthood, we, we are in situations where we are deeply wounded or hurt, but feel compelled 
that it is that we are supposed to be forgiving, but that we are also supposed to be forgetting, Mm. right? That we are also supposed to be letting go of this thing, which, which can and often feels like a removal of accountability for the person who has hurt us. Yeah. Well, and, and really parsing out, I, I think it's important for us to, th- to think through and talk through the difference between forgiving something and forgetting something. Mm-hmm. There's, from a survival perspective, a real danger in forgetting harm to ourselves. And so it's the same thing that makes us remember, last time I ate that thing, it made me throw up, versus last time I had that relational experience, it hurt me. We avoid the things that hurt, and we're supposed to remember them. There's functions in our brain and our body that help us remember the things that have been painful. And it's not so that we can hold grudges. I don't think that's the the function or the purpose of those mechanisms in us, but it's so that we can avoid pain in the future if possible. And that becomes really muddy when we're talking about relational pain, mm-hmm. like this letter writer is, is talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, there's the, there's a muddiness to it. There's a moral component to it. There, there's all these things that come and get in the way of us being able to see clearly mm-hmm. our experience. One of the things that I have learned in my own journey and that I continue to teach to my clients over and over again is that forgiveness is not a necessary component to healing. And in fact, Mm. if we try and get to forgiveness too quickly, what we're doing is bypassing the pain we're saying, I don't, I don't want to feel this. I don't, it's too much. I maybe I don't even feel like I am worthy or deserve to feel Mm. this. And so I'm going to pass over it, bypass it, get to the other side of it where everything's going to be okay. But what we do is we bypass the part where we really learn and grow and heal. Mm-hmm. And so we can say, I've forgiven this person, which I have had plenty of clients, um, and e- even including myself, where I've said, well, I've forgiven, it's all over. And then I realized the next time I interact with that person that I definitely have not forgiven them. <laughs> <laughs> and that I have all of this anger or or all of these unprocessed feelings about my experience in it and with them uh, that I ignored. Yeah, it's it to forgive too quickly is is an act of avoidance mm. rather than an act of liberation. To forgive too quickly is an act of avoidance instead of an act of liberation. That needs to be underlined here, I think, because the act of forgiveness we have. You know, as we're talking through this, I'm realizing we've made it a relational thing, but really forgiveness happens internally Mm -hmm. for ourselves. We may verbalize that at some point to someone and, you know, you and I will get into when and how forgiveness may or may not happen. Um, But that actual transformative experience of forgiving happens internally within us, not in relationship. And when we move too quickly to that, exactly as you're saying, I'm kind of unpacking this, we're moving out of that really distressing emotion of noticing that pain has occurred. And then what that does is also shuts off that mechanism we were just talking about if it doesn't allow us to see that that was a situation that maybe we want to avoid in the future. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes our um, our really beautiful, brilliant ways of moving through the world to preserve ourselves it hijacks that for politeness mm-hmm. or compromise or all the other things or harmony like we've yeah. talked about right just making things feel okay on the surface when under the surface it's just turmoil yeah um that idea of 
avoiding those internal, you know, the discomfort that we feel. Often we equate discomfort to feeling unsafe, and so we want to get out of that space as soon as possible. But the truth is, the discomfort, those feelings that are there when we've been hurt or harmed are there to instruct us. They're there for us to pay attention to and get curious about. And if we're moving too quickly, if we're bypassing, we don't learn in that space. Mm -hmm. So I can only speak from my, my experience here, but I, I have taken, it's like a decade, right? (laughs) A decade to be able to unpack everything that happened to me in my darkest, dark and painful experience. Yeah. And all along the way, as new things have come up, I have bumped up against something that I thought I was over, Mm. right? But there's been an emotion there. And over time, I've learned, hey, what is this? Why is this here? What is it teaching me? Mm -hmm. And I have... In learning to pay attention to those emotions, the anger, the frustration, the sadness, the grief, the despair at times, I have learned so much about myself Mm -hmm. and how I am in the world and the narratives that I have brought with me that have allowed me 10 years later to be on the other side and to be able to sit Mm -hmm. differently with what happened Mm -hmm. um, and to be at peace with what happened that's not to say that's much different than saying I'm forgetting it Mm -mm. and it's much different than saying um I'm so glad it all happened because I'm who I am because I because I'm not no (laughs) right like I'm not glad all of that happened it was hurtful and painful and it hurt a lot of people but I can be at peace yeah and with where I am and where we all are and have a much deeper understanding of myself yeah. that I would not have if I had just tried to get to forgiveness. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and when we think about forgiveness as an end point, like you said, it would make sense that we'd want to get through this difficult thing as quickly as possible. But it's not, it's not realistic. And I think the idea even, um, that phrase, I thought I was over it or I want to get over this. Sometimes my clients will come in and say exactly that. I thought I was over this, and then I recently went to a space where it was pushed in my face that I'm not over it. And I often say I don't know that we ever get over things Mm -hmm. because they're not speed bumps or hurdles, but I think they're forests, and we Mm -hmm. move through them, and we feel through them, and we get lost in them, and we find the other side. But I think getting over something is is not really part of the healing journey. Mm -hmm. I think, like you said, it's accommodating an experience. It's integrating something that happened to us in our life story. And we may always feel like we would have traded it for anything else because it didn't make us who we are. We're who we are in spite of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But we have to find room on our life shelf for all the experiences we've had. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that's, it's, bringing up a thought to me that that I've considered over the years and it's feeling more and more real now so I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out here which is that forgiveness we we see it as a as a one final act Mm -hmm. right as I say this thing and it's done and it's over and I've made it yeah where really forgiveness is this 
it is a twin to healing, right? Mm -hmm. And it comes in bits and pieces as we move through the process. So it is not about forgiving the thing that was done to us or forgiving the person that Mm -hmm. did that. It is about slowly and carefully and intentionally releasing ourselves from the hurt and the pain. Which is, to me, the way that we're talking about this is such a more empowered stance. And I I keep thinking about gender as we're talking about this, and we don't know how this letter writer identifies. But I'm curious about what your experience with the idea of forgiveness has been as a woman and what that's looked like in your world. Mm. Um, It's deeply impactful for my the messages I received about how forgiving I'm supposed to be and how, you know, how that's supposed to be a trait of me as a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I grew up in a Christian tradition mm-hmm. where forgiveness was talked about all of the time, right? And and the fact there was there was an understanding that I needed to forgive other people if I wanted to be forgiven, mm-hmm. right? And there's this, this sense of... Um, brokenness in all of that right and of course I want to be forgiven so I'm gonna have to forgive all these people and but there was in my experience no space for hey what happened to you matters and you get to sit in that and you get to understand it and feel it and one of the things that I grew up hearing was this story in scripture of of Jesus saying you know, having someone come to him and say, how many times must you forgive Mm -hmm. a man? And, you know, it's 70 times seven. And I remember like, as I aged and as more things happened to me in my life, thinking like, that is a recipe for being a doormat. Like I'm (laughs) just supposed to calculator. Like, okay, seven times. (laughs) I'm supposed to just keep forgiving this thing that hurts me over and over again. That's what it means to be good. Or that's what it means to be a woman, right? That I'm supposed to be gentle and that I'm supposed to give and I'm supposed to be of service and I'm supposed to be selfless. I hate the word selfless and we can talk about that in another podcast, (laughs) but that's, I really embraced all of that. And so when I moved into a space where my hurt was so big that I could not be there, Mm -hmm. I really felt like I was falling short. Yeah, I felt like there was something wrong with me that I couldn't do that. Now, years later, as I've moved through faith transitions and as I've, I've really identified my own personal way of seeing the world and seeing my faith, I see that much differently. That yeah. scripture, I see it as a as permission. Like, yeah. hey, this is hard, and that one thing that was done to you, you're gonna have to forgive it and then forgive it and forgive it and forgive it. Yeah, so many times because it's just like that. Yeah. It's just hard. Well, and there's the the concept too of <clears throat> as as you shared all of those you know adjectives and ways that that felt you know given to you as the template of womanhood and especially within that faith system. I I reckon deeply with that, and I have a parallel experience of the the way I learned about it was the the smaller your need can be, and the smaller your impactedness as a woman like the more you can flow and get over and let go and be you know enduringly kind-hearted and all of these things and as as a as an adult woman now who's reckoned with my own faith I ask myself where's the space for raging angry Mm -hmm. 
because I also got to see that in my faith system growing up, that that was in these verses that I was reading that, you know, he got to rage angry. Right. <laughs> and if I am his image, where's my rage angry? Right. Um, and so I think about that a lot with this letter writer is, have you, have you had anger about this yet? Have you allowed mm-hmm. the hurt to burn through you? Mm-hmm. And, and that may feel really uncomfortable and maybe you've not done that yet in the quick pursuit of forgiveness, mm-hmm. but what kind of healing can that, can that burn move in you if you were to allow the feelings to move? When I was in uh, undergrad, I was taking a class. I don't even remember what the class is. And the professor was pretty um, disorganized and we never really knew what we were going to do from (laughs) class to class. And one time she came in and she placed this obituary in front of us for a woman I've never heard of for, and I don't even know now why. I'm sure she explained it, but as I was reading through it, there was a line in it that said she spent her life trying to find the balance between anger at injustice and forgiveness. Mm. And I think that's why I stopped listening in class because I was so struck by that and how that really is a balance. Yeah. The anger at the injustice that's done to us or to others is the fuel for change. Mm. And if we ignore that, things don't change. But if we allow the anger to tip the balance too much, Mm-hmm. then we move through the world very cynical and bitter and angry. Yeah. So there's a balance there of mm-hmm. finding forgiveness and still allowing the anger to be fuel for change. It also reminds me a lot of uh, Desmond Tutu has a book called The Book of Forgiveness. Mm. And it's a beautiful book and one that I have read multiple times as I have bumped up against yeah. those things. But what I love about that book so much is that he he never talks about letting go of the thing that happened Mm -hmm. to you. Mm -hmm. But he talks about forgiveness being an understanding that we all have the capacity for good and evil within inside of us Mm -hmm. and that our circumstances in our life tip that balance. Mm. And so it's about finding compassion and understanding while it's the same time holding compassion and understanding for yourself in that space. Mm. I love the idea of seeing humans as as that duality, mm-hmm. right? And how much our environments and our own experiences can push us one way or another. Mm-hmm. It allows me to have compassion for people and also compassion for our own experiences. And Right. Yeah. And because we have compassion for people or because we can have empathy and understand that, you know, the, the phrase hurt people hurt people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even with that... There is room for us to protect ourselves and boundary ourselves from those experiences, right? Mm-hmm. I think some of what we learn incorrectly when it comes to forgiveness is that if I forgive this this abuser or I forgive this person who has hurt me, then I am allowing them into my space again. Yeah, and that is not true. Yeah, it is just coming to that place of understanding of hurt people hurt people. Yeah. And saying, I, I no longer choose to be tied yeah. to that. Well, then that, that really gets at the heart of the difference between forgiveness and maintaining boundaries. And, you know, being forgiven or, or offering forgiveness or deciding to forgive 
someone doesn't mean that they get an all-access pass because this thing has been quote-unquote resolved. Mm -hmm. It means I acknowledge this, but you also can't come into my space anymore because I'm smart enough to know that didn't end well last time. Right. And I think when we have conversations about forgiveness with, you know, in, in... in media or in regular life, we're talking about the idea of forgive and forget, like you said, and re-enter into the environment that hurt you. And I, I think it goes without saying maybe from us, but just so you hear it from two therapists, you have permission to never enter into spaces that have hurt you again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to still say that you are moving through the process of forgiveness, right? Those yeah. steps, those intentions to release yourself from from the story mm-hmm. that was created around that hurt. Yeah. Right. Um I I am often in situations with clients where they feel very similarly to to our letter writer in that they feel angry with themselves when those feelings of anger come back to them even yeah. years removed. And I want to offer a second permission here. That is, you get to feel that. Let it come up. It does not mean that you haven't healed. Just because you hurt does not mean you haven't healed Mm -hmm. or you're not going through the healing process. What it means is that you're human and something in your experience has felt familiar enough to bring up an old hurt. Yeah. And that's okay. It, it, isn't about being derailed it isn't about not being a good person it, it's it is all just about having had an experience that was wounding and painful and that takes time to heal yeah it makes me think too as you said it in the way that you just did that healing healing in my experience of healing and in my work with clients who are hoping to heal healing doesn't mean we get to an optimal version of yourself for me, what it means is that we meet all the versions of yourself that have been exiled, pushed to the corners, hated, and we invite them back in to be part of you. And there's peace that comes in all those parts that are sitting in the room together. Uh, wholeness. 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 And so as you described, like, allow yourself to meet your angry self. Mm-hmm. She's not evil, right? Mm-hmm. She's feeling a, a feeling. And what does it look like to know your grieving self, your angry self, your joyful self, your sensual self, and to have the wholeness of all of them being invited into our presence? Mm -hmm. And I think that's how we move more towards healing. And then we expand far enough that there's not really room for us to be carrying other people Mm -hmm. who aren't versions of us. Mm -hmm. Well, because we're not fighting so hard against what we think we can't feel, right? That for me, going back to your question about what did it mean to to forgive or how did that fit within the framework of being a woman, one of them was that I I could not feel angry. I was supposed Mm -hmm. to be a peacemaker, right? And so my exiled self was often my angry self. Part of healing was allowing her to come back in and show up as often as necessary, yeah. And for me to get curious about why she was there because she's there she was there to tell me that something needed to move or shift. Mm-hmm. Right? Something had to change. 
and I, you know, we don't, we don't, when we have those feelings of anger, we don't have to act on them. They're not there to be reacted to. They're there to be learned from. Mm -hmm. So what needs to change or shift? And then what do I need to change or shift in my life in order to listen and to, to create boundaries or understand that better? And so when we bring in those exiled selves, we begin to understand that wholeness is about listening to all of those parts Mm -hmm. together, right? In harmony that they're, they've always been on our team. Yeah. And, and that moves us more and more toward that space of peace, right? Right. Of, of being able to be okay. Yeah. Enough. I, I'm curious, Jesse, about maybe an experience you've had where, you realized forgiveness and especially if it felt different than the forgiveness that you always thought it was supposed to be. Yeah. I can think of a, an experience in my life in relationship where, um, my choice to forgive allowed me to move forward, but it was not a forgiveness that was peacemaking. It was a forgiveness that was guttural and it felt emotionally like coughing up blood and it wasn't for the other person it was for me to be able to move in my world and the forgiveness piece was about coming home to myself in forgiveness I I allowed actually my angry self my hurt self myself that was impacted I invited her back in you know, to, to cohabitate with these other versions of me that are like easy to be around and harmonious <laughs> and all that stuff, um, laid back, but it was an inviting back of myself, which ended up improving the health of the relationship, but that was not actually my priority. I was prepared to lose the relationship because of what I needed in mm-hmm. order to feel whole again. Mm-hmm. The amicability, the intimacy, the love that was a result was a delightful surprise, but it was not what I was striving for when I decided to enter into making peace with the hurtful experience. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the most transformative experiences of my life was entering bravely into what it was going to look like to come home to myself, knowing I might lose all these things I'd been working really hard to hold on to. Mm -hmm. How about for you? Yeah, so when... Uh, when we read this letter, I thought, well, this sounds pretty much like me, right? Is this me? Right. <laughs> um, I sneak into your journal and I write letters. <laughs> Brooke says. Uh, I, in my healing journey, I had to let go of the fact that I would forgive. Yeah. I had to put that aside because I, it was a stumbling block for me over and over again to actually Mm. healing and getting better. Mm -hmm. Um, And actually the fact that I was striving so much for forgiveness uh, created more anger, which I think was my (laughs) angry self saying, we knock it off. It's not time yet. Right? Like quit it. Um, And so I, I just worked really hard on healing and trying to understand my, myself, my journey, my experience within all of that. Not very long ago, mm-hmm. I was in a position where I had to be in the same space for quite a while with um, the person who had hurt me, and I was really scared. 
Mm-hmm. I was I was really afraid moving into that of what that would be like, of what the experience, how I would feel. Mm-hmm. And I spent many, many months thinking, pondering, meditating on how I wanted to be in that space and how I wanted to feel. The day came. I mean, nothing magical happened before that. Uh, yeah. But the day came. I was really nervous. But as I entered into that space, I had this sense of just complete calm hmm. that came over me. Wow. Um, and and I recognized very clearly, well, I'm not anxious. I'm mm-hmm. not scared. I'm I'm paying attention to my breath. I'm fully present. I'm here and I'm aware. And it was in that moment that I thought, I have healed so much from this that I am not the same person who was hurt by this person. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I can be in this space. And to me, that felt like forgiveness. Not the forgiveness I had been taught. Not the forgiveness I expected where I would sit across from this person and say, hey, listen, I I forgive you for everything. Mm -hmm. But it was a complete release of the the chains, the the bonds that I had carried for so long that were attached to the story of my pain. Mm -hmm. It was just Mm. saying, hey, I'm I'm not a part of that story anymore. Well and as you describe that, I picture this energetic charge that was between you and this person and that dissipating. Mm -hmm. Like the connection there, the cording there between the two of you that was so so energetically charged you had decided whether consciously or not to cut it off on your end Mm -hmm. it no longer exudes out of you and is connected to them yeah which is deeply powerful it was so powerful and so simple yeah right it didn't require that i write a letter it didn't require that i had a long conversation it didn't require that i said a certain you know sentence or words to this person it was a felt sense of release you know, Jeannie, who works here at Riverbend with us, told me years ago, we were talking about forgiveness. I was probably pretty angry about it. <laughs> but we were talking about forgiveness, and she talked about how when something happens to us, when someone hurts us deeply, they it's like they stick this giant hook under our mm. skin. And there's this chain that's stuck to them. Yep. And, and healing and forgiveness is us taking bolt cutters to that chain and saying, I don't want this anymore. Mm-hmm. It is not about the other person. It no. is about our own freedom, which is why when we try to get to the forgiveness that includes the other person, we are avoiding yeah. all the learning. Yeah. And we're, we're moving through something on a pretty surface level. Mm-hmm. It's, it's unlikely if we do that too quickly that it's going to result in actual intimacy. Yeah, yeah. So, Jesse, what are your takeaways today? <clears throat> my, my takeaway is that you don't have to carry someone with you. Mm. And this work of forgiveness or making peace with or whatever language sets well with your heart doesn't have to include anybody else for you to move towards wholeness and healing. Mm-hmm. You can release the person from that chain right you can take the bolt cutters yeah you don't have to carry them around with you yeah my takeaway and i'm gonna have to add something new in here for my (laughs) takeaway 
my takeaway is that sometimes we struggle with forgiveness because we're afraid that if we forgive, then who's going to stand as a witness to what happened to us? Hmm. And I want to remind our listeners and you and me that our healing stands as a witness Mm. to who we are and how we moved through the hardest parts of our life and that we don't need to stay chained to the pain to Mm. remember where we have come from Mm. we can't have a third takeaway that's that's too perfect no that's beautiful we'll see you next time thanks for joining us If you are interested in submitting a question or letter to the Heart of Life podcast, you can do so at our website, riverbendcolorado.com, and click on the podcast tab. We would love for you to give us a five-star rating on whatever platform you listen to this podcast on. By doing so, you help us make the Heart of Life podcast easier to find and more accessible for everyone. We will see you next week as we walk each other home.